Blog Talk Radio. download button or like I said, whatever it is that you use to find yourself listening to the radio show that the math on your podcast provider of your choosing. Appreciate you checking us out. Got M16 and got my tag team partner, one of my several tag team partners, EZ with me. What's going on, man? What's good? I have returned from my hiatus. Yeah, let's uh, let make a, ha- a habit of that, you know. I know you have other stuff going on and you know things like that, but it's good to have nice you back to see on. Nice you too, sixteen. Jesus, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I don't know what you was expecting. Was you expecting it's all easy, man? You know, this, this warm welcome. You know what this is, man. You've been around this place long enough to know how to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say real quick for the people that might be listening to us for the first time. Thank you. Um, what we are is. Um, this is our spinoff. This is the radio show to Aftermath. We also do a live show every Tuesday, blogtalkradio.com. It's the radio show. And on that show, we have our other buddies with us, your boy Cujo, Tiki Blue, ATL Diva, and The Jerk. And we basically, you know, we're like a hip-hop variety show. We play a little music, talk a little smack, sometimes some race talk just depends. But what you're listening to right now is the Aftermath, where... We go long form when we talk to interesting guests about whatever it is that they do. And today, man, we have somebody that we're going to be talking to on this particular, uh, particular episode of the aftermath. We're talking to um, this guy. I mean, I don't know what it what he doesn't do. This guy's an author, a singer, songwriter, actor, does a little bit of everything. Stuart Gatsby. All right been living all over the place. He's got a very interesting story. He's got a book out. He also has an EP out as well. The book is called Rough Guide to Planet Earth. And he's got an EP out called Songs on My Bike. So we're talking to a real interesting dude here, Easy. You know, so I'm interested to hear his story, you know, and get to know this brother a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the human version of a bucket list. I think that's probably the best way to put it. And that's such a good analogy, like things man. he's done, things he's done, his whole life has been a bucket list. And people are lucky just to knock off one of the things on their bucket list that he's done. 
you know how we say all the time, like, you can't make this stuff up? Well, you literally cannot make this stuff up. But it really happened. And we're going to dive all into it, the ins and outs of all this stuff. And I'm guaranteeing you that you're going to be entertained by what you hear because, I mean, why not? All right, so what we're going to do uh, while we wait to uh, get Stuart connected here is uh, we're actually going to play a track from him uh, to get things started here. Um, so we're going to play a song from him called Beautiful Heart. Um, I love this EP, man. Uh, as soon as we found out we were doing this interview, I've been jamming to this uh, for at least the last two weeks, at least. So it's also available on all the streaming outlets that you got out there. So if you you have a streaming service, it's on there. We're Gatsby. Search him out. The project called Songs on My Bike. So we're going to play Beautiful Heart by Stuart Gatsby. And then when we come back, hopefully uh, we will have him on the line and we can go ahead and get things going. So uh, in the meantime, you go ahead and hang on. Enjoy this song from Stuart Gatsby. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the radio show, The Aftermath.
potential gain. But our beautiful heart, you will remain. A beautiful heart with no All right, welcome back to the radio show, The Aftermath, M16 and EZ hanging out with you. You just checked out a track from Stuart Gassy, who's going to be our special guest tonight. Um, do a little house cleaning on air because that's what we do around here. We're having kind of like a technical connection problem to get Stuart in there. I've been in, we've been in contact, so we're trying to get uh, hooked up here. So in between that, EZ and I are just going to talk about something topical here while we get this connection issue fixed here. So we were debating and talking about the reboot of sports and everything and how I feel like some of it's kind of tone deaf. So, bro, what's the deal with, like, time keeps ticking. It doesn't look like baseball season is going to happen. Um, they keep yeah. submitting proposals. And it just It don't look good, man. Yo, the Players Association is definitely just <laughs> bending them over, to put it nicely. Like, anything that the owners are proposing. I think what happened, they rubbed them the wrong way with the first proposal because of the mm-hmm. the threat to not pay the full salary for the year. And I just think the Players Association has kind of been like, F y'all, ever since. Um, today, they voted on a proposal, and it was – it was denied. It was like a 33 to 5 vote, um, not in favor of the proposal. So they're back at the drawing table with oh baseball. Oh, my God. With the clock, you know, assuming it, it, it's, it's looking bad for baseball. Meanwhile, yeah, I t- college football. I don't know what you're another, tone, another tone deaf sport. So college football. Um, they've been directed to go along with their summer training per usual, um, obviously with social distancing and other new measurements in place. And 
I mean, all these college players are coming to campus testing positive with coronavirus. And then the ones that are getting tested positive are obviously having to have their friends or people they've been around be quarantined. So, like, Mm. you know, you got 90 kids showing up for training camp or whatever you want to call summer workouts for college players. And, like, an eighth of them can't even practice because they have coronavirus. You, You just cannot make this up. Yeah, so I think the thing that makes it tough for college is that all the, these kids come from all different parts of the country. You can't control what they do when they're home. So maybe it'll kind of chill out now that they're all kind of being one facility, one place by themselves. Um, but that'll be something to pay attention to because you've made the point like, Hey, if one person gets it, you can quarantine them. But if you got multiple people, players coming in that have it, it's gonna get to a point where you like, do I even have enough to make a roster to even dress out? Yeah, I game? just I don't I, I don't see it happening. But we can table that. We can we can go back to that because we finally got uh, we got Stewart on the line here, so we can go ahead and get into that. But you know, I'm ready for my I was right moment because you know I've been saying like, bro, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Maybe well, we'll, well talk Lord, about that. Lord knows you need one, so hopefully for I mean, your look, sake just, and your ego, we can get you one. Let's let's uh, go ahead and bring in Stuart with our insanely expensive budget of applause here. This is how we do it here. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey Stuart, how's it going, man? Uh, pretty good, man. It's it's uh, great to be on the show, man. I I appreciate the uh, the support. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, I want to tell you, you know, we were looking forward to talking to you because you, sir, have a very interesting story. And um, like I said, you know, welcome to the show. And um, yeah, man, we got a few things to discuss with you because you got a man. My brother will tell you, Stuart, that when it comes to these interviews, nobody does their homework more than I do. And right. for you, I had to carve out like a weekend <laughs> just to figure out the questions you have to ask. Right? Yes, I'm like every time I figure, okay, I got this one. It's like, what? This happened? So yeah, we got plenty of ground to cover here. So, and we got plenty of time to do that with. So, um, first, the first thing I want to start with is that you are what is considered a global nomad. So if you could explain to the listeners just exactly what a global nomad is. So um, a global nomad is essentially um, somebody that goes where their fortune takes. Um, I I, I grew up um, watching, you know, uh, English soccer, for example, and I'd watch all these coaches and they'd get different jobs in different countries and they would move according to where their fortune took them. And, so I always kind of, you know, looked up to that, and I, I always had a, you know, a, a thing for traveling. Once, once the travel bug bit me, I, I um, always seemed to, you know, take the offer that, that, that takes me far and wide and, and, and pushes me to explore myself and, and, and to explore just who I am as a person and, and my, my own personal culture. Well, um, that, that's kind of what led me in that direction and, and and where I am. Okay, yeah. Because um, I, when I was saying, I was like, oh, no, I was like, yeah, this is, that's, you know, I appreciate you explaining that. 
Because um, to me, it's no better person that can explain that than the person who's actually, you know, doing. So, um, I, I, one thing that I I found interesting in reading your book was that you did like a country rating, like someone would do a Yelp or a Google review. Um, right. You had a star rating system based on safety, economic prospects, race relations, efficiency, and quality of life. So my brother's going to laugh at me on this one, Stuart, but I did, some, I did the math on the U.S. So if you total out all the stars you gave them, the U.S. would equal a 3.6 out of 5, so like slightly above average. So right. which, which other country that you lived in would you classify as a better quality of life than the U.S.? So, so what I will look at um, primarily, right, and, and, and just to go back to the main reasons why I actually wrote the book, like one of the things that I found in traveling, when you pick up uh, a travel book uh, or a travel memoir or a guide, it, it's usually, you know, written by um, typically Anglo-Saxon people or people of Anglo-Saxon heritage or Caucasians to be more specific. And it's, it's great because it, it, it provides information, but I think it's lacking because it doesn't tell you what it, my rating system was specifically based on trying to portray what it's like as a person of color in particular um, areas. And, and I think that um, initially I wanted to, to give each country just sort of one rating, but then I realized that, you know, countries are complicated things. They're like human beings. There, there are many good things you know, you can find in any country and they're, you know, equally bad things that you can find as well. So, so I felt it was important to, to lay that out. And, and as, as, a, as, as a person of color, one of the biggest things for me is safety. Above all else, the biggest thing is safety things that I, that I included in there. And, and also part of doing that is for me personally, I, I believe that as a person of color, um, I think we should travel more. We should we should get out there. There's a lot for everybody to see, and there's a tremendous amount of privilege, for example, that comes with having a U.S. passport with your U.S. citizen. All right. So we are talking to Stuart Gatsy. All right. He's some of everything: a singer, author, actor. Uh, the book is called "Rough Guide to Planet Earth." His EP is called "Songs on My Bike." And you can check him out at StuartGatsy.com. Easy, do you have something for Stuart? So I said before you got on the show, I was like, this guy's like a human bucket list. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's you've done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've just done so much stuff that like people would love to do in their lifetime. And here you are just doing it as a part of your everyday life, what do you think is, has been the most fulfilling part so far of, uh, I guess, call it being a global nomad? Um, well, there's, there's a feeling of exhilaration every time you visit a new country or a new town or, or even a new location within the city where you live. Um, I, I, I find that, you know, one of the most satisfying things is going somewhere and then 
having whatever you think, you know, be completely shattered. I, for example, traveled to Dubai and Abu Dhabi, um, and this was this wasn't long after 9/11. So, having been in America at that point, I very much had you know uh, American sentiments, and, and I was I was a little bit afraid. And, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who kind of lived in America, kind of sounds American, and I was living in the Middle East, so I, I worried a little bit. And but but once was we were I had gone on a road trip with a friend of mine and so it was getting pretty late and we were looking for uh, you know a hotel to crash but we couldn't find one we pulled over in a gas station and we spoke to the guy at the gas station and he says oh they, you know there's a, there's a mosque down the road you can just go speak to mom and we'll get you back and uh, you know we, we, we told him that hey we're, we're not Muslim or anything not super religious kind of grew up with him and and he was like no it's okay just to talk to him um so we went we, we talked to this guy he he fed us uh you know spent the whole night talking and 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 it was just you know i just had an amazing human experience um but prior to that i had my own preconceived notions of what you know the Eastern were like or or anything to do with the mosque for that matter um so so moments like that really open your eyes and, and those are moments that I really said. So I got one more for you, Stuart. What is the one like myth or stereotype or rumor that you heard about a certain country that you were about to go live in and you got there and you were like, yeah, that's not true at all. Or <laughs> something that you learned there and you were like, "Wow, I didn't know that this was going on here." Right. So, so I was, I was, I was born in Zimbabwe, um, and I guess from the, you know, American perspective, it's just a random African country. But uh, essentially, Zimbabwe is a former British colony that you know gained independence, and um, it's kind of like this little <laughs> corner in Africa that you know the British left their own little impression. And, and um, so my perspective coming out of that um, and, and looking at America from the outside, all I saw was Hollywood and, you know, the, the, the typical stuff and everybody's having a good time, and money everywhere and rims and everybody's having a great time. Everybody's getting along. Um, so my impression when I first moved to the U.S., um, I was just, you know, as naive as they come. Uh, you want to talk about Dorothy um, and the Wizard of Oz? Uh, that was me going to America. Um, and and so, um, you know, upon arriving there, um, one of the things that struck me the most was, oh, hey, it's just people, just people like me, um, and and you know, people have their own issues as well, and. And there are there are poor people. I mean, I remember um, traveling to, to Beverly Hills with some friends of mine, uh, and we we backpacked um, our way over there as college students. And the thing that surprised me the most was seeing a guy on Rodeo Drive, homeless. I was like, what? 
Again, uh, we're talking to Stuart Gatsy, um, like I said, actor, singer, author. I mean, just a jack of all trades here. Uh, he's got a book out, Rough Guide to Planet Earth. He's got an EP, Songs on My Bike, which I've been jamming to pretty hard for about the last two weeks. And his website is stuartgatsy.com. You're checking out the radio show, The Aftermath. All right, Stuart, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you about something that, um, you know, it resonated with me that I, when I was reading the book was you noted that uh, it was, you were living in Kansas city and you had an incident with the police. Um, can you kind of elaborate on that? Because that was like, it was, it was informative, but at the same time, it was like really, really kind of heartbreaking. Can you kind of tell the listeners just a little bit about that? Well, I mean, without, without giving away too much, um, what, what I will say is that there was an incident and that particular incident is, is what led me to start traveling. All, all, the, all the traveling, all the music, the book, everything else wouldn't exist without that specific incident. So yeah. as I mentioned I like before, what you did there. I like what you did. I like what you did there, though. You, did you repeat that easy? He's like, well, listen, you know. <laughs> trying to sell this book here. So I'm going to give you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to but sell I can, spoilers, I but... <laughs> I, can, I can elaborate on that, right? And, 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 and here's the thing. Um, and this particular incident that I will tell you is something that I personally haven't been able to talk about, period. I actually wrote um, the book. And then when I was going through edits, and, and, and reading it and going through it, I actually questioned about putting that incident in the book. And the particular incident, essentially, long story short, was myself writing a text for three pieces and ending up essentially being disappeared for a week. And that specific incident made me question everything I thought I knew um, and believed uh, about where I was that moment. Um, America had and has given me a lot, and, and I wouldn't be where I am, I think, if it wasn't for that. Um, and, and, in, and, and as I say in the book as well, Kansas City remains my second home. In, in, in many ways and, and in my heart, and I always do my best to try and visit. Um, however, there is, there is a dark underbelly um, to America that is slowly starting to, to come up and show itself to the world. Um, 
And for many people, this is a surprise. But for me, um, it's like, well, this is this is everyday life. Um, incidents like 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 George Floyd, for example. I mean, I I, I count myself incredibly lucky. Um, um, but but that could have been me. It, 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 it's not that far apart at all, right? And it could have been anyone else. It could have been you. So, um, I, 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 at the moment, I'm happy um, about what's happening right now uh, because everyone is now at a point where we're all talking about it openly. And it's not just black people. It's not African-Americans once again. And there's always this challenge as well. I was mentioning this to a friend of mine. Um, the challenge in bringing up race seriously um, to the people that matter. It, it, it's a really difficult topic to broach. Like, let's, let's be honest. And, and, and so I'm, I'm glad what I'm seeing on the street is not just black. In fact, half, if not more, are from multiracial backgrounds. Um, and, and, and that's what I love. That's what I really love because. Oh, no, it's, it's definitely uh, interesting when you, when, when you start talking about what's, what's happening in the world today. I mean, even for us, you know, we try to keep it pretty lighthearted around this show, mostly, but for at least the last month or so, we've had no choice but to tackle race like right at the beginning. I don't know if you've listened to the show or not, but um, we've had to really tackle these issues because we'd be doing the people yeah. who do listen a disservice if we didn't talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Stuart, in any of the other countries that you've lived in, um, did any of those other countries have an opportunity with racial injustice or equality or anything like that that you noticed? Um, any opportunity uh, to, to, to make well, it better? Well, just an opportunity or? just like, some, yeah, to get better. Right. So, so I think that my most interesting uh, place that I went that, that, that just kind of just showed me in one accent. I, 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 um, I traveled to Singapore and, and I, I've done so multiple times and I'll continue to do so because this place don't get me wrong, it's not perfect. They have their own history and their own issues and their own time. But what I like is that I, I, I got on a train from the airport going to my hotel. Um, I'm on the train and every stop gets announced in English, Tamil, uh, Malay, uh, Cantonese. So there's like five languages just to announce one train stop. And to me, tremendous progress. Do you, can you imagine something like that happening in, in the U.S.? Like just a train stop being announced in Spanish. I think people freak out, right? Um, so so for me, I, I, I saw that as, as, as progress in, in integration, right? In, in at least exposing people to all these different things and just, just by writing the same. 
that's yeah, I appreciate the you know the 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 answer elaborating on that, and that was a, a good question, Easy, because it's like, and I think also too when he was saying opportunity, it's also like you know something that was like turning the tide, like something that happened with George Floyd where it was just so egregious that people didn't have a choice, no choice but to pay attention to it was something that that was that horrendous. But I want to change up gears, uh, you know, uh, you know, just a little bit and kind of focus in on uh, starting in with, you know, like your performing career. Because if we, I mean, if we said we could talk for three hours about the book, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. hoping that there's going to be a sequel because it's, you know, like I said, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that was noticed that you you had dealt with a bit of bit of stage fright. And then you did a turn to acting to kind of break you out of that and get you more, uh, get you more comfortable. So, can you tell me a little bit about that process where you you knew you had you know like, you knew you needed to break out of that. So why acting to get you going with that? Um. So so acting came about, uh, I could say almost by accident because. What happened was I, uh, after traveling and, and living in the U.S. and uh, heading to Cyprus and Dubai, I, I moved back to Zimbabwe for a little bit. And um, so in doing that, you know, there were a lot of other issues that I was, I was dealing with and, and being back home and reverse culture shock. And, and one of the things that, that I turned to uh, initially was music. And contacted by um, uh, a lady who had performed on, on African Idol, our, our version of And she had, she had just become the, um, was it the sound director? Yeah, I think it was the sound director for the show. Um, and they needed backup musicians. Um, so I went and auditioned for that. And then they offered me a role as an extra. And in in big uh, musical production, so I just I took that on. I was like, okay, well, I'm good at it. And I'm getting paid. It was my first professional acting gig. Um, and then from that, um, somebody else came to see the show, and I they subsequently asked me to audition uh, for for a bunch of roles, number of roles, and it 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 worked out. I, I found that I had something in me. Um, I mean, one example, they, they gave me uh, this, this song, and it was, you know, sung in Patois, and uh, by a Jamaican guy, and they're like, okay, we're going to need you to actually do this one for just a bit of a it out and pass it. And then I went home, and, you know, I actually pulled it off. Um, and by the end of the show, people were asking, hey, who's, who's that Jamaican guy in the show? <laughs> They're like, no, he's not Jamaican. <laughs> so uh, so I, I realized that there was something there. And, and I, I felt like, you know, for me with acting, it was like, I felt like, imagine feeling like, feeling the need to just scream, but you're stuck in a soundproof room. That's, it was like breaking out for me, in a sense. And I felt I had, you know, a lot to, to, to give back uh, with, with my talent. Um, so that definitely helped. Yeah. It, it helped me become less of an introvert, for sure. Well, you're not shy anymore, definitely. That's for sure. <laughs> so, dude, I got to... 
we were okay. So my brother and I, we were talking about this earlier, and I, the only way I could ask this is the way it came out when I read it is. You filmed a music video for twenty U.S. dollars. What the hell, man? How? Yeah. So, so it was actually less. It was ten dollars. Um, what happened was, I had just recorded my first professional song, uh, professional sounding song, and I, I, I needed to, to to keep the momentum going and, and keep us going, so I needed to film a music video. Um, I had no money. I was, I was at that time in transition and uh, living in my mom's house um, for a few months. And um, so I spoke to I just spoke to everyone about it, and I kept telling everybody I wanted to see the video, I wanted to see the video. And then one guy said, "Hey, I was I was in Singapore um, three months ago. Got the camera. I'll just send it out. But so you you can you can have it. Just so you bring it back, and, and then I'll edit it for you." So okay. That's great. So he just gave me the camera. He's like, just do whatever, find your own cameraman. It's not my business. Um, so, you know, I did, and I, I went and I spoke to a friend of mine, a friend of mine who was in a metal band. Um, his name is Chris Van. Uh, he was in a band called Dividing the Element. And, and so to him, and then he spoke to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend did some video work as well. And so he just, um, we just drove out. We, we put in uh, $5 gas in the car and we used the other $5 to buy a pizza, feed ourselves. And then we just went out and found random spots to start filming. And there's an old water tower. Um, <laughs> we even tried shooting uh, at a graveyard, but uh, we, we, we couldn't get municipal approval to do that. So we um, but, but we just, we just, we just winged it. It was it was literally a gorilla music video, um, and then at the end of that, we went and, and uh, my editor kept asking me, "What do you want? What do you want in this video?" And I I didn't know. I mean, I've done a music video before, and uh, <laughs> she was frustrated. I was frustrated, but then she just ended up editing it herself, and, and um, I had the video. And it was it was it was pretty amazing because I mean just the amount of time we had spent um, and the amount of effort. So I, I think that that was that was one of my biggest achievements. Even though it didn't cost me that much money, um, I felt that from that point on, I could pretty much do anything with a limited budget. I mean, they don't get much more of a limited budget than that. I mean, that was like, it's like just when I, it's, it was crazy because I'm like, just when I figured, you know, nothing even more interesting can happen than this, it's like the next thing tops it. It's really like a movie script. So, I mean, I, all I can do for uh, the listeners of our show is that I'm giving a very, very strong endorsement for you to read Stuart Gatsby's book, Rough Guide to Planet Earth. It's a... Uh, entertaining read is an it's a it's an easy read and you'll enjoy it trust me so so i had another question too because again we like to switch it up we like to have fun around here i see that um you grew up a pro wrestling fan and i'm you know my co-host kind of make fun of me because i'm still a big wrestling fan myself so what was about yeah what was it about pro wrestling what was it about the genre that made you a fan um pro wrestling is 
and 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 remember, I um, as I mentioned before, the side of America. Um, I, I viewed America through this lens, through through wrestling and, and all these other things. What what attracted me to pro wrestling was that everybody was included. There were white people, black people, Mexicans. Um, I mean, I I, I remember. I, I, the other day, I was, I was showing my girlfriend, um, I was asking her, hey, do you, do you remember Razor Ramon? And she's like, who? <laughs> and I, and I, I, I mentioned that he was a wrestling guy, and I tried to imitate his accent, and I did it terribly, so I just showed her a video. But, um, you know, those, those moments made me dream, and, and, and they made me want to, they, they made me imagine another place that, that, that was, you know, temporarily took me away from where I was mentally at that time. Um, so, so yeah, it was one of those things. Like as 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 a kid, I think I had you know these lists of heroes and, and, and you know like Jim Duggan and, and, and the Ultimate Warrior and um, uh, Booker T. Man, he was cool. He was cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, did, did you did you have any particular heroes yourself? Like, I mean, when you were uh, growing up. Um. Yeah. If we're talking about pro wrestling. Um, pro wrestling. So if you, yeah. what's that? Uh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So yeah, if we're talking about pro wrestling. So if you would have asked me when I was like eight, it would have been like somebody like Hulk Hogan. You know, that was all wholesome. That's but it. as I started to hit like puberty and stuff like that, it was Ric Flair because he's like, you know. He's talking about like Hulk Hogan's talking about you know training and prayers and vitamins and all that stuff. And Ric Flair's talking about taking women to Space Mountain. I was like, yeah, I prefer what Ric Flair's talking about versus <laughs> what <laughs> versus what this other guy's talking about. <laughs> Jesus, oh man, <laughs> yeah, and 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 also like yeah, yeah. You later hear about like you know these guys are human too, and they make three and stupid mistakes. Um, but but as a kid though, um, I think they. They definitely offered me that sort of gate, you know, um, and 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 you wanted to be them, which is weird. Like I, I used to run around with you know piece of wood, you know, like I was Jim Duggan, them USA, USA. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I used to and then, I used to wonder about that when him doing that US that USA chant in other countries. Like, okay, how are we supposed to get behind Hexar Jim Duggan when he's doing this USA chant if he's in another country? I never considered that part of it. Because to us, you know, in the yeah. U.S., the U.S. is the the U.S. is the world, and a lot of times we don't look at things differently. You know that there are people in other countries that are seeing this. We look at the U.S. as the world. So um, that's right. that's interesting, though, that that was able to reach you all the way out there, and some of the same things that we were seeing on this end, you saw it the same way. So that's definitely um, definitely interesting. Um, yeah. Now to go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was I was just gonna say as well that it it it, um, it reached all the way out there and and the thing is why would a random kid from you know an African country speaking <laughs> USA USA it's probably because he was rooting for Jim Duggan at the time and he didn't care about anything else um, <laughs> so you don't think about these things when you're a kid um, and then when you grow up you know you start to think about it you're like oh okay. I'm not so sure I, I would run around doing that now. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't believe. I don't believe so. I mean, it'd be funny, but I don't believe you would though. So, 
Um, and speaking about your your music, um, um, now I'm gonna tell you, Stuart, that you know when you shared your information, um, and we could, you know we can get into this because um, I was actually the one who uh, you were emailing back and forth with and everything, and right, when right. you when you when you shared uh, your information, I shared it with the rest of our our team, and. Everybody liked it. They was like, "He's got a good voice. This is this is good, and it is. It's, it's really good music." So, who were some of your musical influences as far as the U.S. go? If we could just, I mean, I'm sure you have several. From, I mean, you've been all over the place. But if we could just tell, focus in on this. tell us, a, tell us about people you haven't heard of either, so we can go research them and look them up too. Yes. All right. Okay. So I um. I, I I grew up listening to a variety of music, um, but once again, um, you know, American music um, is all pervasive. Whichever country you go, you know, they could be talking on the radio in Arabic or, or another language, but they'll play an American song. So so that obviously, you know, on me growing up, um, the very first uh, piece of music ownership I had that was Michael Jackson's uh, greatest hit. Um, take. And I was so ecstatic. Um, <laughs> I was so ecstatic when I when I when I got that. And but then I also listened to a variety of music. Um, when I was uh, in the U.S. particularly, I like I, I listened to Wayne, uh, Lincoln Park. But then I'd I'd switch it up and also listen to uh, Tech Nine. Uh, you ever heard? And um, I, you know, I'll listen to the mainstream stuff, uh, you know, Daisy, the Park. Um, I also like, um, I think Joyner Lucas, uh, he's pretty cool um, as well. So, and then on the African scene, um, there's a guy named Salif Keita. Uh, he's from Mali. Um, he, he, to me, is one of my biggest heroes, just, just the way he, he sings and his voice. Um, and then you move to Zimbabwe. There's a guy named uh, Oliver Mtukudu. Obviously, he's a, he's a household name over there. Um, and then in South Africa, I like uh, a group called Masuki Zolo as well. Um, and then uh, over in, in uh, when I was in Northern Cyprus, I, I, I listened to some, some Turkish music. When I was over there, I liked a guy named Seda Ortaz. Somehow gravitated towards this music, so um, I, I have a, a wide variety. And the thing is, for me, I appreciate quality music. So it's not just about specifically genre for me. Um, even though, and, and I gravitate more towards um, alternative pop rock more than anything else. Um, I my 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 listening uh, is it's a and. And I think probably the reason why I also lean towards uh, alternative music is because that's how I learned to play guitar um, for the first time. Um, I, I learned to play guitar, um, the basic rhythm guitar in, in Cape I, I met uh, a German lawyer um, who just randomly showed up for one of my open mics. I uh, we jammed, and, and, and then he, he taught me um, a riff by uh, uh, a metal band called Ramstein, thing I would ever listen to. But when I heard it on acoustic guitar, I was like, what is it? I need to learn how to play. And, and he taught me. And 
And so from then on, I started learning. Right. Did we? Uh, did we? No. Okay. I thought we lost the connection there. Stuart, we still got you. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I like. I don't know if anybody else heard it, but it made like a. I heard something, but glad we still got you on the line there. But um. Yeah. It's just you know. Again, I guess it's the same thing with what we were talking about with pro wrestling, where you were mentioning the musicians, where with music. Uh, no matter the country, it just seems like if people like something, it seems to reach where wherever, you know, it just seems to find its way to wherever people are for them to be able to, to you know, to check it out. So, um, so what I wanted to do, um, we were, we, mentioned, we did play a song of yours before you joined while we were, you know, working through the, you know, working through getting the connection going on and everything. But um, we have... Um, a couple other questions for you in the form of a rapid fire game that we like to play. But before I do that, if you had a few minutes, um, uh, if you could introduce um, your lead single that you got from songs on my bike, we can play that and then we'll, we'll come back and we, we got some more questions for you. Oh, absolutely. So uh, the next song coming up is uh, called well on my way. Um, and this song I recorded uh, in the studio in Vietnam, and the video was also shot. And I was fortunate uh, in that uh, video, I was able to. Uh, one of my good friends is, is a French Vietnamese model, and she, she volunteered herself to be, <laughs> to be in the video. So I'm super grateful for that. Uh, the song is called Well on My Way, and it's off of the EP Songs on My Bike. Nice. See, Easy, you're going to get on me, man. I'm up here putting the guests to work, but, you know, it's cool, man. So we're going to check that out from Stuart Gassy, and then when we come back, we're going to have some more, all right? You're checking out the radio show, The Aftermath. Burn it down Burn it 
All right, welcome back. It's the radio show, The Aftermath. You got M16 and EZ hanging out with Stuart Gassy, our special guest. You just heard Well On My Way from his EP, Songs On My Bike. Make sure you check that out on Tidal, Spotify, or wherever you get your streaming music. We, I got to, you know, let people know what's going on behind the scenes when they listen to this podcast. The three of us were having a, a chat like just old pals and I just zoom right through my queue. The song is over and we're just shooting the breeze. Like, you know, we're not, we're not handling some business here, but that's cool. You know, Stuart, you, you should know that this show is, um, what, uh, what did Cujo call it? Easy. He has a name for this show where he just says that anytime we mess up something, it's like par for the course around here. It happens, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to try to attempt to, to call it what he called it, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have to it's, leave it to him on the live show though. It's just something to the effect of, you know, again. sometimes we can be a little bit of a of a clown show, but that's part of our appeal, you know, that's part of our charm, I'd say, you know. So I don't, like, Stuart, I don't know if you ever checked out our live show that comes out on Tuesdays, but it's uh, mm. it's shenanigans hour most of the time. Uh, really? <laughs> yes. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. I was, I was listening to some of the recorded podcasts earlier. No, appreciate definitely appreciate there that. we so, go if Stewart is downloading the podcast you need to as well yes that is true we are on every single platform known to man just like Stewart. there's no way you can't find him rough guide to planet earth is on amazon well, then again what does amazon not sell songs on my bike is available on that same streaming platform spotify apple it's all there Go to StuartGassy.com. Check him out. All right. So, Stuart, as a part of this particular podcast, The Aftermath, we have a little game that we like to play to lighten things up, even though we have kept it light. We have talked about some serious things. But we got a a game that's called uh, Don't At Me. And what we do is I'm going to hit you with a few rapid-fire questions. You'll give your answer, and then you'll just put your stamp saying, you know, don't at me on whatever answer that you feel like best fits what you got going on. So if you're with it, then uh, we can make it happen. All right. So uh, all I got to do is say don't at me at the end of my answer. Yep. There you go. Oh. He, he already got it already. He knows. <laughs> Let's do it. Now, Stuart, I have to tell you, I don't make it easy on the guests with these. So this is not going to be some simple deal here, just so you know. All right. Let's do it. All right. So what's the better experience? Hearing your song on the radio or seeing your beloved Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Kansas City Super Bowl after 50 years, baby. Don't at me. That's a true sports head right here. He's like, my song on the radio? To hell with that. We hoisted the Lombardi <laughs> trophy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Now, I'm assuming that you had all of these, and if you haven't, then this question is going to fail miserably. What's the better pizza chain? Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Domino's, or Little Caesar's? Papa John's with that garlic butter sauce. Don't at me. I'm going to swing easy, man. What about you, man? That is the correct answer. <laughs> you, I like both that. Of you are, 
The both of you are absolutely incorrect. It is not Papa John. It's, it's actually, you might actually say nothing. Greasy Pizza Hut. Well, I was going to go off the board for our folks in Atlanta. Slim and Huskies is actually would be the correct choice if you're in it. If you're in the Atlanta area, you should go check them out. That's they're not a sponsor, but I just had to plug that. But if I had to choose a you, chain, you know, it it's be- funny. I was with one of my homeboys this weekend, and he literally reminded me that I have to go there. So I'm gonna have to go there. Um, let me just put it to you like this: that pizza, um, yeah, it's about as excited as a man can get with his clothes on. Yes. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I tied There you like have that. it. It's that deep. All right, Stuart. Here's another one for you. Which is more difficult, acting in front of a crowd or performing music in front of a crowd? Acting in front of a crowd because you got to use your body. Don't at me. Man, I love it being decisive. Easy, I'd ask you, but have you ever acted in anything before? Uh, yeah, man, I used to do theater. You did? What What were you like when you were in like the the you know the play? What were you like? Uh, you know, little tree number five or something like that with no lines? Is that what you were doing? Uh, no, I was actually center stage, but uh, I was probably like the little Eddie Murphy of my time, if you will. Oh my god! But you know that's don't. neither here nor there. <laughs> it's neither. It's not here nor there. It's neither. <laughs> All right, hey, look, cool. man, don't hate on my my stage cred, okay? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you know. What's the better sport, American football or rugby? <laughs> I told you these weren't going to be easy. Did I not? I told him. You know what? I grew up playing rugby. I was a winger. I, I've i got speed. Um, still got speed. But, and I used to make fun of, of American football as a weird form of rugby throw the ball forward, but after the Kansas City Chiefs and seeing Craig Green and uh, Bruce Holmes and Dante Hall, you bet your ass if the NFL is football. This dude is a homer, Easy. Do you? He's, he's like how we are by our teams, man. That is serious. Yeah, he, he mentioned Dante Hall, and that's all I needed to know about his I mean, he's a true blue fan because he he's not he's not talking about you know just the glory days of Mahomes. He's going back to 2002, 2003 when things wasn't so great being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So you know we know that I mean, he's not you're out talking, here just being. We're talking Madden 06 where Dante Hall had the little uh, shoe with the wing symbol on it and that lets you know he was like fast as shit. So yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about throwing it back. Yeah, mm. so he he's not playing around here. All right, what's the bigger accomplishment? Putting out songs on my bike or writing and publishing Rough Guide to Planet Earth? So I know it's like asking you to choose between your two kids, but again, we don't make it easy on the aftermath. Hmm. Um, I will say putting out Rough Guide to Planet Earth because I was always a musician. And so that was going to happen anyway. But writing this book was certainly uh, on my bucket list. And it also connects to me saying how the music comes about. So writing a book. That. All right. I got a wild card in here. It's the last one. 
if there is a football season, you know, Rona permitting, will the Kansas City Chiefs return to the Super Bowl? Yes or no? So, I would say we're going to miss that Arrowhead Stadium crowd. Um, for sure. That's, that's, that's an additional advantage. But, you've got Mahomes. Super Bowl, baby. Don't at me. <laughs> Easy, I know you're loving this over here. I know you're loving the fandom from him right now. I know this. I, I'm loving it, but, I, you know, usually I would call out fans for their buys, but he, he's got a good point. I mean, everybody came back for them. Oh, no, they're, and they're, they're loaded. My, and they drafted my boy Clyde Edwards. Hilaire out of LSU, the running back. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm I think they got a chance him. to... Uh, I mean, 16 doesn't watch college football, but he's so good. He's literally Darren's bro. Don't, 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 you know don't mention the... We, we haven't had a good running back since Kareem Hunt. I, I love Damian Yeah, Murray. no, I'm... Great, but it's not Kareem Hunt or Brees Hunt. Are we going to have to yeah, have no, Stewart I'm, back I'm on about when to, we... Are we going to have to I'm have Stuart back on when we brother. have our sports-centric show? Because we talk about sports sometimes on the aftermath where that's all we do is talk about that. So maybe when we do, um, we're supposed to be doing a football preview, maybe we can have you back for that. But in the interim, that was Don't At Me with Stuart Gatsy. And that was, this is exclusive to the aftermath. He got the game down just like that. He's also an unabashed homer, which... We excuse that because we are also homers <laughs> on here as well. So it's fine. There you go. No problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Stuart, I feel like, you know, in the time that we had uh, to talk on this podcast, I feel like there's more meat left on the bone that we probably could get into that we would love to have you back on. And like I said, do a part two where we um, we could talk sports, which, um, you know, that's something we, we, that we do. And then, whatever else comes to mind, because you're an interesting dude, and, you know, that's what we're about here, talking to the interesting guests, so, yeah, man, um, can you um, take a second and just let the mm-hmm. listeners know where they can find you online, um, social media, whatever other information, because you're somebody that people should be checking for. Right, so, um, you can you can find me online, you can just Google, do it or Find me on stewardgatsby.com, um, or you can uh, look up my EP songs on my bike um, on on all the major streaming services. And as far as the book, which is uh, the major thing that's out right now, uh, the book is available on Amazon in uh, ebook format and uh, in paperback. Um, and I'm looking to, to expand as well. So it's also now available in Germany, the UK. Um, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and, and most major Amazon outlets. I'm, I'm excited about that, and, and I absolutely appreciate the opportunity um, to talk to you guys, and I hope to be back. Oh, yeah. Like I said, absolutely. You know, we uh, we want to make you a friend of the show um, and definitely want to have you back on real soon. Like I said, you know, around here, what we're trying to do is um, empowerment, and that is helping out people 
get their message out there, especially when it's a positive message, a good message, where whether it's music or they're writing a book or whatever it is, is that talent. You know, we're supporting, you know, everybody, but the focus really is in focusing on the the black community, black businesses. This is what we want to do, and uh, we're glad we were able to have you on the show, man, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, it's our pleasure. That is. Stuart Gatsy, make sure you check that out. So that's Stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, Gatsy, G-A-T-S-I. StuartGatsy.com has everything you need to find him online and elsewhere. So, again, like I said, Stuart, we appreciate the time, and we hope to talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much. We'll we'll catch you. Thanks. Give him the high-budget applause. (laughs) Easy, man. Another another aftermath. Another great interview with somebody who was super interesting. Um, yeah, man. How you feeling? Um, I'm definitely gonna pick Clyde Edwards Hilaire on my uh, fantasy team. I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you. I, I I don't know, you know, due to the fact that I don't watch college football, I have no earthly idea. But I'm sure he's great. Come and on, Stewart man. Kansas, he played for LSU. Come on. I'm just saying, Stewart got real. When he, when you mentioned him, it's like he knew because he's like you, it sounds like. He's doing the homework on the team, even though there probably ain't going to be no football this season, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, man. Very, very interesting. Now, I'm not sure when folks are going to download this. This is going to drop. Um, we recorded this on a Monday, so it will drop on a Monday, but some people might uh, uh, not get to this until, you know, tomorrow after we do our live show. So we don't have any show preview. It really wouldn't make any sense to do it because they might not listen to it in the same order. So plus we don't, we haven't gotten it. We, we haven't gotten that far yet. Cause that's not how we get down. Um, You're not supposed to admit that on there. Oh, Oh, well, I can, uh, you know, I can get rid of that, but I probably won't. I'll probably just leave it in because that's what we do around yeah. here. But because, because comedic relief. Yes, of course it is. But um, yeah, Stuart, Stuart Gassy, man, that's a that's an interesting dude. Um, the music, the book. I mean, yeah, it's 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 something that you should definitely be checking for. Um, I mean, it's like I don't know, man. It's like you know, some people they have talents where they have one thing they can do pretty good, or maybe two, but. He's got so many different, you know, he's a you know, guitarist, acting, the scene, all the, and it seems like he could be young Adam Schefter with the way y'all's up here breaking down stuff, you know, so, yeah, definitely feeling that, man. So, um, Easy, before we get up out of here, man, you got any parting shots or rants that you want to get out here that uh, you don't want to save for when we go on the air live? Um. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a rapper. He's actually from Baton Rouge. His name's NBA Youngboy. Um, and over the weekend, his uh, his two baby mamas each had a child for him. Uh, do you want to guess how many kids he has now? Well, first off, they're, they're having them at the same. This happened at the same time. Like, yes, two separate baby mamas, two separate children. 
Um, how many kids he has in total? Yes, he's 20 years old. So guess how, how many kids he has at 20? 20. All right, I'm going to just go with four. I underbid it. Yeah, you did. He's got seven. Seven kids at 20? At 20. Oh, my God. I better, he better hope this whole rap thing turns out. Well, he's, he's off to a right start, but to your point, is it going to be 18 years strong? We'll find out. Uh, no, it probably won't even be 18 months strong. Well, he, he's already surpassed 18 months, so. Oh, it's my first time hearing about him. Oh, we know. Just saying, man. Well, check this out, man. For the listeners of this podcast, we appreciate you. Make sure and check out our live show every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Make sure you check us out. We're on every streaming device known to man when it comes to the podcast Spotify, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, um, Pandora. I'm probably missing a couple. We're everywhere. No excuse. Look, what did you say earlier? That if Stuart can take the time out in another country where the time difference is in the morning where he is right now, all right? It's, it's, you know, and no excuse. Check us out. Easy, what you going to do with the rest of your evening now? Uh, Eat some more chips and go to bed. Sounds like a plan. I have no idea what I'm going to do. But what I might just do is listen to songs on my bike by Stuart Gatsby because it's been on repeat for me for about two weeks. I'm shocked Spotify even has that feature. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't. Get out of here, man. We appreciate y'all. Stuart Gatsby. Special guest tonight. Check us out. You just heard radio show, The Aftermath. And, yes, don't at me. We out. Easy up here breaking down college football. Something like that. Don't hate.